Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Footballers Season 2, Episode 12. We have a special episode lined up for you this week as we are joined by Dylan Campbell once again from the Order Organization. Dylan is a 2021 E-World Cup finalist and a heavy favorite going forward. Dylan is going to join us in discussing the new Liverpool tactics as developed by Steve Stokes, the foot coach, and how he used these tactics to go 20-0 in the latest weekend league competition. If you want to get your hands on these tactics, you can do so by joining the free Footballers Discord at footballers.com. There's a link on the website or in the show notes. And you can get the other full list of custom tactics, setups, playstyles, and tutorials by going to patreon.com forward slash footacademy. That link is also in the show notes. Some of the other things we're going over this week, Rule Breakers Team 2. Also, Right Foot is going to give us an update on the market and when to expect this Black Friday market crash. Maybe coming sooner than you think. We're going to run through the multiple player SBCs that have come out over the last week. And if you've been following us on Twitter at Footballers Pod, you know that we ran a poll about a goalkeeper. We're going to have a goalkeeper debate and see who is the best goalkeeper in FIFA 22. Later on this week, we're going to be putting out a separate episode that's going to be going over the ever so popular hot takes and questions portion of the podcast. We had so many and it took so long that we had to do a second episode just for those. So keep those coming. We really appreciate your feedback and your engagement with us. And last but not least, I want to thank all of the Footballers Premier Sponsors who have signed up to sponsor the show. We really appreciate everything you guys do. We've already run our giveaway for October, and we're going to be doing another one for November for you guys, so keep a lookout for that. In order to access these Liverpool tactics, we're going to be giving out a passphrase later on in the episode, so make sure you're queued up to get that passphrase. When you come into the Discord, you'll just enter that passphrase into any channel, and you'll automatically get access to those tactics. Let's get into the show. Dylan, thanks for joining us this week. How are you doing? How have you been enjoying FIFA 22? And how's your weekend league? Hey, thanks for having me back on again. I'm uh, delighted to be back. FIFA 22 is going pretty well for me, the weekend league. I uh, just finished rank one again this week, and I was uh, very fortunate. Got myself a, a red Vinicius Jr., so I'm very happy about that. Yeah, FIFA's treating me really well at the moment. Good to hear. Good to hear. I just got off of a stream where I wanted to bang my head onto the desk because, well, I'm just not as good as a lot of people, and I'm still learning the game. But enjoying it. Steve, how are you this week? 
I'm very good. I've just I've got to have a nice hot shower. And a little while ago, I had a nice hot curry. So yeah, everything's uh, spicy, as you might say. I'm good. Well, things might be spicier later on, if you know what I mean, if you had some hot curry. But uh, Paul, how are you, man? Thanks for joining us. I am very good. Just been chilling with the family today. Managed to just sneak a couple of games in before the pod. But yeah, all going well. So Dylan, you mentioned Weekend League and finishing rank one. Let's talk about rewards for a second because we want to share a clip with you. I know you were very keen on getting a certain item in rewards. And I want everybody to uh, just listen to this clip real quick before we move any further. I really want Salah, man. Like, I actually want him so bad. Never more, like, I don't think in a FIFA, I've ever wanted Salah more. First one, give me a Salah. Hmm. Not a good start. Here we go. Salah, please. Hmm, not great. That's horrible, man. <laughs> Last chance. Last chance. Please, man. Please, Salah. Did you get your red Salah? I did not, unfortunately, no. I uh, mm. did very much want that card. It's not one that a lot of pros would be wanting for their team, but he looks incredible. I was very uh, jealous when I saw another person get themselves a red Salah, but all is well. Steve, do you have anything to say? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, really, really delighted with my pack luck. <laughs> I messaged yeah, Dylan shortly finish? after I pulled him actually and said they've somehow put your salad in my packs. Don't know what happened. And where did you finish in Weekend League? Uh, rank two. Damn. That's actually pretty good, man. Proud of you. Thank you. A couple of games left as well. You know. Soft flex. Well, let's let's keep it on with the cards and the uh, the content. Let's talk about Rule Breakers Team 2. Paul, what do you think about Rule Breakers Team 2 versus Team 1? It's very similar. There's a few decent cards in there. Lots of... Not so decent cards, but but yeah, I like it. There's there's a nice mixture in there. I like the look of the Foden card. Corona, even though he's got zero links. Well, he has got one link to, I can't remember his name, the, the right back. But yeah, there's some nice cards there. Hopefully, I'll pack one or two of them this week. And they're reasonably priced too. Right now on Saturday night. We've just had um, the mini release of Cornet, Klosterman and Kudus. Klosterman looks very nice, even though they've taken mm-hmm. some pace, it still looks a really good card. Yeah, another one that I'm looking at that might find his way into my team is that uh, right back Kappa card. It's high, high. It's a really nice looking card. It's only 36k. Um, I also put Bamba into the squad and tried him for a few games. I'm not sure about him yet. I'm not sure if he's worth 200K. I might sell him before he drops any more. But uh, Dylan, what are you liking from Rule Breakers Team 2? Well, I've just seen this uh, corner. I've woken up to this new mini release. I'm very much liking uh, Klossman and Corner in particular. I think they've got some very good chances of getting into my team. I've been looking at trying to get a, a Premier League left back in so I can fit in uh, Rudiger from Team 1 into my main team. I think overall there are some solid cards in there. I had my eyes on Cassie, but I've seen a couple of people saying he's a bit heavy on the ball. So it's kind of put me off him. But I still got to test him out. Overall, I think, yeah, it's as uh, I said before, it's it's pretty much more of the same from Team 1. A couple of cards here and there, but nothing like 
out of this world. Yeah, that, that Cornet card looks like he could really fit a lot of prim teams. I mean, high high at fullback is, is kind of a rare thing to find, and I usually try to get high high on both of my fullbacks. But um, Steve, which card are you infatuated with from Team 2? Well, I'm just uh, I'm trying to get over how excited everybody sounds right now by, <laughs> by rule breaks of Team 2. I, I don't think it's that bad, to be honest with you. I think it's a lot better than, than Team 1. I agree. Some interesting cards there, as, as we've kind of said. Corona, five-star, five-star. No links, but off the bench. And, and how much is he? He's currently 95K, five-star, five-star. I don't think anybody can complain too much about that. Suarez looks good. Uh, finally, a, a usable Luis Suarez card. I think if you're running a Liga Santander squad, you love this this team. Uh, and another card there from Liga Santander who I packed, uh, Maki. And haven't really used him extensively, but I've bought him on as a substitute for Firmino in the Liverpool system, playing as a false nine. And he's perfect, feels great on the ball, really manoeuvrable, good, well-rounded attacking card. And Kulazewski looks good, but I think that Dylan can probably tell us a bit more about him than I can. I've only used Kulazewski for a couple of games, but he was pretty decent on the ball for his size. Like he dribbles well, pretty quick. It's, I don't think his shot and his passing are the greatest, but not bad value for his price. Um, he's definitely usable. It's someone you could use in a Serie A team really nicely on that right wing. I think on the other wing as well, Bamba's going to be an option for a lot of people as well that can't afford Neymar in a, in a league gun squad. Nice card. I, I think it's a massive upgrade on, on, on Team 1. And Kappa, you could make an argument, could be up there as being one of the one of the best right-backs in the game, perhaps, at a stretch, a slight stretch. Top three for sure, yeah. I would say. I mean, non-icon. I don't think many would argue with that. But um, one card I didn't even realize, overlooked it, you just mentioned it, that Mackey card. I just had a look at him. 96 agility, 97 balance. That's without chemistry boost. Jesus. Yeah, DD feels feels great on the ball. I haven't actually used a chem card on him because he's on the bench at the moment. But yeah, uh, it's, that, it's that old thing about the, the low center of gravity again, isn't it? He's five foot nine. Mm-hmm. He's light. He weighs 74 kilograms. And it just, it makes such a difference. Stocky body type. He's kind of like Puskas. Short, stocky, good dribbling. I like it. Has anybody done any of these new SPCs that we've gotten recently? I did the Prince Boateng uh, SPC this week, and even though I've not used him a lot, I've been sort of bringing him on sort of 60 or 70th minute uh, for Pogba. And he's been doing a, a decent job. He seems to win the ball a lot high up the pitch, but I don't think he'd be that good starting in my team maybe I think he's looking better than he actually is because he's coming on when most of the other players on the pitch are knackered uh, but for 44k it's, it's really cheap I was tempted to do Verratti but passed just because he doesn't link into my team at the moment but he looks a decent card yeah I, I actually had Verratti started I did one of the, the teams and then just last minute just changed my mind I, I don't want to be locked into to League A1. And to me, he would definitely lock me into League A1. Hang on a minute. League uh, A1. When did it become League A1? When did that happen? I missed that meeting. League Oh, Ooh. you're right. And, uh, I thought that's what Damn. it was called. All right, let me bring that back. I thought about doing Verratti, but I backed out last minute just because I didn't want to get locked into League uh uh-huh. And I've got 
couple of league uh, defenders already, and I'm not sure I want to make my whole team league. Uh. How's that? Uh, thoughts and I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. well, we did get uh, that Gozen's SBC to me. There's either one. You can't go wrong with those. Steve, tell me about Gozen's. What do you like about him? You mean Hoosens? However you want to say it. <laughs> I don't know how you say it. It's just one of those weird, weird Dutch ones, isn't it? Is I there's only one option you can take really I think and that would be the the defensive version I don't really see the the sense in doing the the shooting one I think with the the defensive version if you're going to play five at the back and you're looking for a left sided wing back he's your man for that kind of role uh, obviously you know you could use him as a as a centre mid he's got high high work rates he's going to do that box to box job for you and there's there's nothing on the card really that that stands out as being a negative you know. Everything's there. Composure's there. Defensive awareness is there. Reactions are there. Everything's there that you need. So I think it's decent value. He's a big lad. He's six foot as well. So yeah, if, if I had a Serie A team, I'd, I'd definitely be seriously considering it. Definitely. Yep. Dylan, have you uh, have you done any of these SPCs? We got that Danny Parejo today too as well. Um, you going to get your hands on any of these cards or, or is your team kind of beyond them already? For most of them, yeah. My team... It's pretty beyond them, but we've been speaking on this Gozen's card. I'm, uh, I've been thinking about doing something a little funky, getting Gozen's and the new uh, rule breaker Davies, and switching them around in game, playing Gozen's as a left back, and then moving Davies into the midfield. I've got my eyes set on that. If I can somehow work that in for chemistry, I'm pretty tempted to do this Gozen's, but none of the others um, just yet really. I've, I've got my eye on. Only Gozens, I think. You pros love Davies as a CDM, don't you? He looks fantastic. <laughs> Just that pace in the midfield. Pace in the midfield is crucial. I've seen a lot of guys squeeze him in there, kind of wedge him. Yeah. Well, overall, as, as far as rule breakers go, I think uh, they've really done a, a massive improvement this year compared to last year. Uh, last year, rule breakers was just kind of a, one, we didn't know what the hell it was, and the, the content was kind of meh. But Team 1 was definitely not as good as Team 2, in my opinion. We'll leave it there. But with all these SBCs that they're throwing out here, the content's picking up and it's going to start to get confusing on how to build the perfect squads to get the most bang for your buck on these cards. If anybody needs any assistance with that, you can go to fifauteam.com. There's a link in the show notes. It'll show you how many cards of each rating you need to get the perfect amount of players to get the SBC at the cheapest price. So be sure to check that out. Excellent site. And while we're talking about websites, Hunter, I want to direct people to a site that we've never spoken about before. And that's footbooster.com. And it was actually Dylan who put me onto this. What footbooster.com does is basically saves me from getting onto Twitter and tweeting out, help, I need somebody to build a squad for me. What you can do with it is you basically input the 11 players that you want to get into a squad hit a chem boost button as easy as that and it comes up with different formations it'll basically fix your formation so that you get the best chemistry possible uh, it's free dead easy to use no ads or anything as far as i know uh, footbooster.com just sort of throw it in there really useful dude this is brilliant how about never heard of this how long has it been around dylan fifa 21 it was when i was trying to build a squad for a world cup team like i was trying to get in james tavernier de bruyne like all these crazy cards into a team Mm-hmm. I think it's been up maybe a year, maybe just under a year now. Probably just under a year, like maybe six months. 
but yeah, it's really useful. It saves so much time. Like if you ever just are just mucking around trying to get a couple of players into your team, like you don't have to really worry about chemistry, trying to fit them all in. You can just click one button and if it doesn't work, then you just put in new players and keep recycling through those cards. It's really useful. Wow. I'm definitely going to mess around with this afterwards because I'm terrible at squad building and menus in general. But yeah, okay, thanks I'm for like- sharing that one. <laughs> Wouldn't cut that. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, we're, we're going to stick with the market here. Paul, you know, Steve mentioned something offline a couple of days ago and it's, it was a good point. It got me thinking. When do we expect the Black Friday crash? Do we expect it to be early? I mean, like like a week before Black Friday? Two weeks before? Yeah, I think so. I think last year, if I remember rightly, a lot of the sort of meta cards and out-of-pack specials were sort of cheapest two weeks before Black Friday. So I think what will happen over this next week is people will slowly start talking about it. And there'll be that nervousness in the market and then it'll just take an SBC, like a repeatable SBC or a base icon SBC, something that'll just trigger that that crash. And I think it'll um, be bad, but then I think it'll recover and it'll probably be a little bit more settled going into Black Friday if it's anything like last year. Because uh, I think I think now people are a lot more savvy when it comes to that stuff. I think before there'd be my HD gamers video, people would sell everything, and it'd just go mad. Um, and I don't think Matt's video has that much impact now. I think I think people have realised that you know not to sell everything. But we'll see. It's definitely going to be an interesting time. I uh, was talking to Steve a little bit earlier, and I. I think the move that I'll take is playing with mostly untradables, buying any cards that I need tradable close to when I'm playing. Like today, I've played today. I've bought cards just before six o'clock today and I'll probably sell them tonight when I'm finished and then do the same again tomorrow. So I'm in and out of cards, probably making a few coins on those as well, but not hanging on to cards for any length of time. Yeah, I definitely ought to go through my club and, and liquidate because um, I've just got a bunch of stuff in there that's really I could maybe sell it for just above discard and a whole bunch of cards from earlier in the year that I'm just I don't want to take the time to do it and I could probably take advantage of that during Black Friday if I would do it now I'm sure a lot of other people are in the same boat Steve what do you think about this Black Friday debate do you think it's going to happen sooner than later well yeah I've got a bit of a theory about this actually would you like to hear my theory yeah that's why I asked you that's fair yeah i think that we're probably going to see it a lot sooner than people are thinking mainly because of the way that seasons work this year now in the coming few days this pod will be in people's ears on what monday so over the next few days the season's going to end and people are going to get their season rewards so that means that people are going to be ripping a lot of untradeable packs which okay that's not going to affect the market greatly because they're untradeable. What I think might happen is that people will be really reluctant to go into a new season with a god squad and play a few games, maybe get promoted a couple of divisions, and then mid-season change back to an untradeable squad that's a lot worse. 
because what's going to happen in that scenario is that they're going to end up in a division where they're competing kind of out of the depth because they've they've obviously changed to a worse squad. So my guess is that we might actually see a massive sell-off as we move around to the next season. And I think that I, I can see a lot of people being caught out by it because I think it, it could be a lot earlier than than people are anticipating. Yeah. You know, it happened earlier last year than it did the year before that. And I think, you know, the content is only going to be ramping up. The, the amount of packs that we're seeing in the store, the promo packs this year is astronomical compared to last year. I don't know if you guys have been noticing that or watching that at all. Steve, I think you might have mentioned it one time or two. I'll throw it like can we just have one day without promo packs? <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's like a, I, it's a concerted attempt to kill the market on a daily basis, isn't it? Yeah. And if it helps make players more obtainable, I'm all about it. But I just feel like it's just adding more, more of the stuff you don't want to the markets. And the more you have these promo packs in the store that are strictly player related, you end up with situations like we have now where shadows are extinct again because they moved the, uh, the price range back down to 5,000 where they changed it last year, but now it's back to 5k. I haven't been able to buy one in I don't know two days. I'm just not quick enough. But if people were opening more standard packs, we would have more consumables on the market. That's at least the, the high demand ones, but same thing with players. Shadows are extinct um, at the moment, aren't they? You haven't sniped a shadow for 5,000 co- on Xbox anyway. Don't know about players. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah they, PlayStation for about same. two days. Is it? Yeah. Yep, certain position changes as well. Even the like engine chemistry style cards are up to like thirteen hundred coins now, which is nuts. They were like two hundred last year. The issue is you're not getting many mega packs from rewards or anything like that. It's all all player packs, so there's there's hardly any consumables. Like this time last year, you couldn't sell contracts. You can still sell contracts now, which is which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how they're gonna they're gonna fix that. Yeah. I really wish they would have taken contracts out of the game, but it is what it is. They're cheap enough. Well, before we move on from the market, the last thing we want to talk about is this new player objective. He's English and his name is Oxford. Never heard of him before, but it looks like he plays in the Bundesliga. And I'm judging by the look of this card, it looks like one of those uh, league player objectives. And that might be in managerial masterpiece has that been brought back steve you've spent a long time researching this haven't you Anna? about 10 seconds yeah it shows so yeah uh managerial masterpiece it's back it's had an overhaul team overall rating is 77 again as it was at the start of last year so no different there but you can only use one 88 and higher overall rated player and you can only use a maximum of one loan player so basically you can use your loan and Bappe kids, okay? <laughs> and you're not allowed to uh, to use any bronze or silver cards this year, which is a little bit controversial. Mm. So uh, the days of stacking your bench are gone. Um, but it's, yeah, it's good to see it back. Good to see league players back. I'm not as enthused about this Oxford card as a lot of people seem to be. On the surface of things, looks like it's got everything really. Uh, it's a big lad, six foot three, pretty quick. Decent defensive stats. What really waves a red flag at me, though, is uh, composure at seventy-four. I want I want much higher composure on my centre backs than seventy-four. We talked a bit about Mikhail Antonio and his low composure last week. I think it'd be interesting if you had uh, if you had a bit of a duel between Antonio and Oxford, so you could <laughs> the bed first. Really, <laughs> <laughs> pulled the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so a player like Oxford with 74 composure, if I were using him with my user composure is like 45 at best. It's just not a good combination. So I'm definitely probably going to steer away from that one. Dylan, what do you think about this card from a professional standpoint? Overall, he looks pretty solid. Uh, Steve brought up the main issue that I'd have with him as well, which is that composure. Um, I think the interceptions may be a little low as well. 81, yeah. not too high. It looks pretty strong, like 81 pace. I don't think he's like someone you could try should try fit into your team and like overhaul the rest of it. I feel like just getting a Kimpembe or someone similar to that will pretty much do the same job. But he's a nice option to have. Obviously, English in the Bundesliga give you some good links. Um, so yeah, it's it's a team. It's a player you could definitely get into your team. But there are definitely a couple red flags in there for me. So one of the problems with these cards, I think, I, I look at them and I think, is it really actually worth investing that amount of time when when there are other things to do as well? And I think that one of the kind of legacies of kind of mid tier cards being so cheap this year is that you can go on the transfer market and you can buy a card that's every bit as good as this Oxford card for what, 10,000 coins? You know, yeah. kind of devalues them a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. But there is a, a thing that you could use these cards for, though, is future objectives. So if you had, you know, like Icon Swaps 1 is probably coming up soon and you're probably going to need English players. So first owner, might yeah. be a good option for you. You know, yeah. First owner English, he can probably help you out in that department. So I'll probably do it because... You know, not everybody wants to play rivals twenty four seven, or or champs. You wanted to have some low key, relaxed gameplay stuff that really doesn't mean anything. Just go try this out. You know, grind it out, see if you can enjoy it. I love player objectives and and friendlies. That's my favorite part of FIFA the last two years. But Paul, you want to talk about them a little bit? No, not really. I I rarely do player objectives. For me, I can spend that time. I don't have a lot of time to play a gameplay anyway, so I can spend that time trading and yeah. buy a card who's probably loads better in the time that I'd waste, you know, doing the objective. Yep. Makes sense. But you know, I get it, I get it. Is is a unique card. People love it. On the topic of players, we had a discussion about goalkeepers and a certain goalkeeper, Donnarumma. We did a poll, and the people have spoken, and we're going to debate this. On Twitter, we asked- The people know nothing. Well, 54% of the people, I mean, that's that's literally the majority. Uh, Who's the best gold goalkeeper in FIFA 22? Uh, 54% said Donnarumma, 17.5% said Allison, 9.1% Neuer, and 19% said Other. Dylan, I want to start with you. Donnarumma, is he the best goalkeeper in FIFA 22? The best gold goalkeeper? Absolutely not. No. It's not even close. For me, he was arguably one of the worst two gold goalkeepers I've used on this game. Donnarumma, for me, he's either incredible or he just cannot make a save at all. There's no really in-between. I, I really dislike that inconsistency with goalkeepers. You never know what to expect. For me, Allison is by far the best gold goalkeeper on this game. In saying that, I don't use him myself. I use Edison in my team. But for me, Allison, I've played so many games now, and it's pretty clear to me, like, 
he's most consistently the one that makes all the saves against me. Well, how did Ter Stegen not get on this list? Who made this list? This must have been Steve's handiwork. I um yes, guilty. There's there's only four options, Sander. What do you want from me? I'm just wondering how Ter Stegen. Never mind. How how Neuer got ahead of Ter Stegen? Anyway. Interestingly, where people did answer other, Dylan was saying there that well, I think you said you you use Edison, don't you? Yeah. We had people replying other, and there were mentions for Menor. There were mentions for Larice. There were mentions for. Um, Benoit Costil, all kinds of Berlin people. Mendy. <laughs> yep, Edward Mendy. Mendy's really good, actually. Dylan recommended him as a cheap goalkeeper to me the, the week or so ago when I was yeah, building he's RTG. He's, he makes some saves, doesn't he? I haven't used him yet, and I think I called him Furland by mistake. Sorry. Sorry about that one. We assumed you were joking. Most of your best jokes um. are unintentional, <laughs> to be fair. Anyway, moving on. Um, off. Nobody mentioned Edison. That there was not one single vote as other. For Edison. Yeah. So that begs the question, Dill. What's so great about Edison, apart from his kicking? Because I know you're <laughs> going to say his kicking. Yeah, look, um, <laughs> I think the reason you see a lot of those other names mentioned, there was one common theme, all French. Uh, it's pretty yeah. clear to me that people really are using like Ferran, Kimpembe, the likes of those players. Edison, for me, I think a lot of people prefer taller keepers on this game. Um, he's not the biggest keeper at six foot two. I don't know. I really like, as you mentioned, his kicking. First of all, that's probably his biggest plus for me. He starts a lot of counter attacks for me. The other thing, though, which I would say is, when someone's in behind and they played a through ball over the top, Edison because he's so quick. Like I think he's one of the quickest goalkeepers on the game in terms of his speed. He is so quick off his line that if the opponent is taking a sprint touch on the first time they are on their first touch after the through ball. If that touch is even slightly too heavy, Edison will always get there first. And he's really good at, I wouldn't say good at finesse shots outside the box, but inside the box, one-on-one, he makes a lot of saves. But yeah, he's just solid overall. I will concede Allison is probably the most consistent, but this Edison that I've got is special. Does it have anything at all to do with the fact that he plays for your beloved Manchester City? Be honest. Oh, it's, look, I'd like to say we'll take no. That as a yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe a slight bias, okay. but still, is this one that I've got is very, very good. And for me, last year, like I used the Inform Edison, the eighty nine. I used that card religiously. So maybe a bit of bias from the success that I had in previous years with Edison as well. But yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a bit of bias in there. <laughs> Before we go to, sorry, Hannah, but before we go to Paul's pointless and useless defence of Donnarumma, I've, I've used Allison quite a lot. And what I'd say about Allison is that he will concede the goals that every other goalkeeper in the game will concede. No, no doubt about that. He, he'll let in goals. But he'll make fantastic saves as well. And he'll make saves that other keepers won't make. And as Dylan kind of adverted to there, He'll do them on a consistent basis. You, you can go into a game trusting Allison. That, you know, I'm pretty much on board with Dylan here. That is the problem with Donnarumma. You never know what you're going to get. Donnarumma's like a box of chocolates. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Here we go. I don't know if these two guys know what they're talking about because Donnarumma, <laughs> I know Dylan's a pro and Steve's a coach. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Donnarumma is the best goalkeeper 
in this FIFA. And mm. Steve had me a bit, I was a bit on edge last week because I was streaming and Steve saying, Donnarumma's shit, Donnarumma's trash, you need to get another goalkeeper. And, you know, like you do, I thought, I'll listen to Steve, he seems to know what he's talking about. And I changed goalkeeper's biggest mistake I've made this FIFA. You, you, you changed it to Keelan Navas. You said he were better than Donnarumma. Mm. Anybody's better than Donnarumma. No, no, no. No way. I've played, played 308, I've just looked now, 381 games with Donnarumma. He's kept 397 clean sheets. So I'm going to interject here. And, and say how good Port's defence to... must be. No, it's, 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 this is an impartial injection. And what I'm going to do is tell you that I just went on Footbin, searched gold rare goalkeepers and sorted by popularity. And Donnarumma is number two on the list. Anyone want to guess who number one is? That surprises me. Mende. Mm, surprises me too. Nope. Dylan, you want to have a guess? I can't see who it would be other than Donnarumma. That, that shocks me. It's not a name you would think of. Mike Magnet really? from oh. AC Milan. He's and it's not even close. Three thousand twenty-seven, and Donnarumma is eight ninety-three. Wow, might be something there. An, there an interesting go. point with the Donnarumma and Allison. They have both got the rushes out of goal trait, which um, I've noticed with Donnarumma. The saves that he makes when I'm pressing the Y to button to bring him off his line are unbelievable. That's where, for me, it makes a difference. You know, and I am biased. I'll admit I'm biased. I've not really used many other keepers. But I do struggle against Donnarumma as well. I do really struggle against Allison, But, you know, I think it's a toss-up, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know that any one goalkeeper is super, super superior to the other. I think a lot of it is RNG. I really don't have an opinion on it. All I know is that I had the most success with Ter Stegen while I had him in the team. Maybe it has something to do with the saves of the feet trait, like Steve's alluded to before. But other than that, I don't know. Just give me a goalkeeper because I'm going to concede certain goals either way. I'll tell you what we've got going on here. We've got a large dose of confirmation bias because nobody wants to think that they're using a goalkeeper currently that's an absolute bag of dog shit, do they? So if you're using Donnarumma right now, you're going to vote for Donnarumma. If you're using Neuer right now, you're going to vote for Neuer. So yeah. it's a popularity contest, isn't it? The most popular card is one. Hmm. When we all know, deep down, Allison is by far the best goalkeeper. Agreed. Either way, that's fine by me. <laughs> Not fine by me, but, but uh, carry on. <laughs> I'm going to do just that. So in keeping with scoring goals, conceding goals, let's move on to the next topic. And it's the wildly popular topic that's been talked about all week in our Discord and in our Twitter DMs and on our Twitter timeline, and that is the Liverpool tactics that we will be releasing soon. Steve, Dylan, take us through it. Well, yeah, as you say, it's something that's that's gone down like wildfire in the Foot Academy. So I thought maybe as a little gift to our listeners, we'd we'd make them publicly available. It'll be an absolute one-off, I should add. Um, I'm not going to make a habit of releasing Foot Academy tactics through the pod. But it's such a fun way to play, and it just seemed a shame not to not to put it out there and, and let a few people sort of enjoy the uh, the extra dimension that it brings to your to your gameplay. Really, because 
the way that you actually use these tactics it will encourage you to start doing things that you wouldn't ordinarily do in your game. For instance, switching play between the fullbacks from wing to wing, switching from fullback to winger, um, playing long balls from your centre-backs out to your wingers. Pretty much exactly as Liverpool do in real life. You know, I mean, that's that's why it's called How to Play the Liverpool Way. And yeah, we'll be posting the uh, the custom tactics along with the player instructions in the Discord. Uh, and obviously... In the Foot Academy, uh, there's a full video there explaining exactly how you do use these tactics because there's always a danger that if you just come across a, a set of new custom tactics, what you can easily do is just program them in, get into a game, and go ahead and play exactly how you've always played. Okay, So you may still be bringing your FIFA 19 game to a new set of tactics from FIFA 22. Hunter's got his hand raised, and yes, you are very much guilty. Mr. Hunter. More than once. Yes, indeed. So yeah, I'd encourage everybody to try them. Uh, I would I would encourage people to to check out the, the Foot Academy Patreon, have a look at the, the video with the sort of in-depth guide in how to use them properly. But you know, if you don't want to do that, obviously no pressure, entirely up to you. Watch how Liverpool play. And based on that, use that kind of play style when you're using these tactics. Dylan used them and hit 20 and zero last week with them. So really, in terms of gameplay, he's he's the man to talk to. Yeah, I mean, you hinted on it. It's a very enjoyable way to play Weekend League. I found Weekend League can be a bit uh, stale at times. But no, I've been really enjoying Weekend League recently. There's just the amount of plays you are going forward. These tactics, they encourage you to try out score your opponent rather than just to shut out games and try win games. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a much more enjoyable way of playing FIFA. As Steve mentioned, you will have to play a different way. I think I've been a bit guilty of not really changing too much. I think my old habits are kind of bailing me out at times, like creeping into the way I play this formation. But no, it you definitely will need to change a couple of things, how you play, um, getting those fullbacks involved a lot really helps out. There's a couple of instructions on there as well, which do make a difference. Not great against counterattacks. We should we should kind of warn people about that though, Adam. Ah uh, yes. That's probably the one downfall. I wouldn't even say it's a downfall though, because the reason you're playing this formation in the first place or these tactics is to try score goals, to try press your opponents, keep them in their own half. Exactly. You will concede a lot of counterattacking opportunities. Um, so you will need to be wary of that. But look, the reason I play these tactics is to outscore rather than just to simply win a game 1-0, 2-0, 2-1. Which can be very frustrating and boring if you do it for three games straight, right? I mean, we I don't know if you guys, I've been there. Uh, when I hit Division 2 and Rivals, I was just getting draw after draw after draw. 1-1, 2-1, or 2-2, 0-0. It makes me just want to not play. Plug these tactics in watched the video and instantly started winning games, scoring loads of goals, gave up a few, but enjoying the game, which is the goal for me. Yeah, it's definitely about having fun. I mean, you can you can go onto YouTube and find a thousand different custom tactics, but they're all pretty much the same. And that's why you tend to get these stalemates in, in, in Div Rivals camp, or any game mode really, because people tend to play the same way. 
So the great thing about this how to play the Liverpool way is it's it's kind of revolutionary in a lot of ways in terms of you will not have seen people play this way before. And when you master it and you start using this against your opponents, they won't have seen anybody play this way before and people don't know how to defend it. And that's that's really the great thing about it. And back to what Dylan was saying there, counterattacks are a thing, but you know, watch a Liverpool game, that's their Achilles heel. You're never going to have a system where you can flood players forward and it's not a little bit leaky at the back. It's just the way it is. But if you want to get into a game and just have fun there, I, I watched one of your games this morning, Dylan, that you streamed and you were saying about pressing the opponent high. You were playing a poor guy who he literally couldn't get out of his own half for what, 20, 25 in-game minutes? Yeah, at least. Poor guy must have been ready to, to smack the controller. He just, he could literally could not get out of his own half. Yeah, I haven't even been playing like the ideal players with this formation either. I've been using Janola as a center mid in this formation. So getting the right players for those roles as well, I think would even further enhance the effectiveness. But that press is ridiculous on this formation. If you can pin someone in their own half, Man, they're not going to have fun. <laughs> You're going to be all over them. So, yeah, it's a definitely a very different way of playing, but very enjoyable at the same time. Yeah. Cool. I've not had time to play on this week because I've just been able to play my playoffs games and I didn't want to go in, because you have to play so differently, I didn't want to go into playoffs with a new tactic. But I'm interested, Steve, did you have chance to see how effective the early crosser trait while we're Trent and Robertson because I, I were really interested last week on how you got on with that. It's a good question. And do you know what? It's really difficult to pinpoint exactly what it does. It's I think that you can you can hit crosses in earlier than you can with players that don't have it, but how much earlier is is up for debate, really. It's, it's not a great deal. And I think that the accuracy and the whip that they get is a little bit better than most. But, hey, look, you know, back to this hashtag no confusion thing that seems to have died a very rapid death. Uh, why isn't this sort of stuff explained? And something, I was talking to somebody earlier today, actually, something else that I want to explain. I'm going off topic here slightly, but... Why would it be so difficult to release a pitch notes telling us how players' attributes are affected when their stamina drains? That is such a big thing in this game and nobody quite understands it. Yeah. I would also like to see the impact of composure on it. I mean, on a on a percentage basis or an actual numbers basis, because that can go a long way in, in deciding which players you want to put into your team. You know, I think I think we've said it before. These these stats that are important are often overlooked because they're not understood. Hashtag no confusion has a decomposure rating of 99, I think. Nailed it. And that is going to do it for this week's pod. The passphrase to get these Liverpool tactics is Anfield. So when you come into the Discord, just use any channel, type exclamation mark Anfield, and you should get access to those tactics via direct message. It's a really special episode. Be sure to refresh those podcast feeds in a few days, and we'll get the second part of this podcast with the hot takes and community questions. And don't forget to check the show notes. There's going to be a link for those Liverpool tactics. Real quick, we'll go around the horn. Dylan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming on and taking the time to do this. This is a really difficult uh, recording to do with the time zones, you know, US, Australia, and the UK. But 
where can the people find you on Twitch, Twitter, because your streams are very educational. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate uh, being back. I really enjoyed this one. Bit of a different view, uh, just more general foot stuff. Yeah. You can find me on Twitch at Dylan Campbell underscore at the end of that. And yeah, on Twitter as well, just D Campbell 20 underscore. And that's where you can find me. Hopefully I can help you guys out. If you uh, have any questions about gameplay or anything foot related, I'm more than happy to help. Perfect. Sounds good. You'll be hearing from me, I promise. Um, Steve, where can they find you? Find me the usual place, at the Foot Coach on Twitter. We are getting closer to a position where there might be the occasional stream coming up. I've started work on building my own Road to Glory account. So with that being set up and running, that's that's definitely a step in the right direction. But yeah, if you, if you want to sort of get ahead of the curve and follow me on Twitch, it's twitch.tv forward slash the Foot Coach. And definitely make the effort to get over and check out Dylan's streams. If you're in the UK, he tends to stream sort of mid-morning and there's a bit of a gap in the market at that time. So if you're around and, and you want a good stream to watch, somebody who knows the game and is willing to share their knowledge of the game, check out Dylan. It's good stuff. Nice. Paul. Um, right foot on Twitter and Twitch, W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T. Right fucking foot. <laughs> also, can I just say that we've uh, started putting a little bit more effort into the trading in the Discord, and uh, people have been making a few coins this week. So, if you are not in the Discord and you want to make some coins, get yourself in there. I'm always there to answer any questions or whatever. Link is in the show notes, and we're going to continue to build that out as people request new content, new channels, stuff like that. Um, started my first stream today on the footballers pod channel and uh, you can find that twitch.tv forward slash footballers pod that's footballers with a z you can follow me on twitter that was not did, did y'all hear that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can follow me on twitch Fuck. she fucked me you can follow me on twitter at the foot hunter the underscore foot underscore hunter and you can follow the show at footballers pod footballers with a z thanks for tuning in this week and we'll catch you next time sports social podcast network lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.